Hey guys, welcome to the Survival Show podcast, where it's our job to take you step-by-step through the mindset, skills, tactics, and gear you need to survive almost any disaster, crisis, or emergency. And our hope is that by the end of this show, you're more equipped, more well-prepared for life, survival, and preparedness than you are right now at the beginning. Hey guys, welcome to, I guess this is like kind of our first official YouTube multi-platform and video podcast, and today we've got a special guest host with us, James Asbury. James, he is in the top, I'm going to put him in the top 20 most interesting men that I have ever met, and we decided that nobody has been on anything Ultimate Survival Tips or the Survival Show podcast. Nobody has been on who I've known longer than James. I literally met him when I moved back to Pennsylvania, which is my home state, and the region that we live in. We're now on my porch in the beautiful endless mountains of north central Pennsylvania. James is a pretty interesting dude, and we've literally been talking about having him on the podcast for like three years and having him do some videos with me because we sort of kind of like spin off and before we know we've solved the world's problems almost right and we've had an interesting conversation because james is an interesting guy james welcome to the podcast thanks this is great (laughs) talked about this forever i just had to get in town when Right, so a little backstory, and I'm going to let James go ahead and take it, which may take the whole podcast here. We'll run two podcasts on giving some backstory, but just to kind of preface it, he'll have some stories about like how we met, I'm sure. I have a few. But James is a master, there's probably some other like Grand Poobah or something, of stonemasons. <laughs> I'm good, I have not achieved master, got to stop you there. Okay, okay. So he's, he's a stonemason, he's an observer of everything and we're actually going to talk about that preface that saying we're going to talk about some situational awareness and how just being an observational person can help you in life preparedness just your job skills everything right right so he's a professional stonemason he's got a great blog on substack he's run a newspaper before he's got many 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 different talents your talents stack stack (laughs) your talents right right, stack right stacking we talk about stacking a lot in the podcast so like you know just right on just stack it up right so today we're going to stack up some cool stuff hopefully and some observational situational awareness how that applies to life and everything so james i've talked I probably, this will probably be about it. Okay, James, I'll ask him a question, and then the last thing I'll say is, James, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, how do we find you? This is great, man. This is great. So anyway, James, you can share as much as you want of your backstory, and uh, we'll go from there. And Oh, before we get going, how you guys like my leg, all right? Dude, that is a fat, matches your Crocs. Do you have a Croc on? (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) <laughs> all right so just glad you're okay i'm so a lot of guys are wondering where i've been where we've been with the podcast and everything i had a motorcycle accident and have had pretty significant surgery on my fibula which is now attached to my tibia and uh, yeah you know another two to three months yeah Anyway, so welcome, <laughs> welcome to my booty. We were gonna do Iron Man booty. We were gonna do this the day after you did that, and I text. I don't know. I think I was still on meds. You were still on meds, and I text you, and, <laughs> "Hey, I'll, I'll be over tomorrow at this time," and I get an X-ray picture with this like broken leg. Is that you? Is who is in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. well, I'll make plans for for another time. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Anyway, so uh, if you're wondering, yeah, there we go. Yep. There we go. Uh, so cool, James. Go yeah. ahead and give us some backstory. Take us wherever you want to go. You can go back to your earliest childhood memory. Do it, man. Just forty forty four years ago. <laughs> no, you're still it. a pup. <laughs> I am still a pup. We're both gray, but <laughs> no, I, in I, my I, eyebrows. In my beard, which you will never see. And I'm, I'm younger. My than wife hates it. I'm, yeah, it's <laughs> mine too. And <laughs> we can't see your gray. Go ahead, peel that cap off, man. No, you can't do it without messing up your gray. <laughs> Wait, is there any hair there? There's still some. <laughs> Love you too. Oh, man. This I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ellie, please cut that from the podcast. Okay, go ahead. I've interrupted <laughs> you enough. It's terrible. It is your turn to interrupt it me. My, go ahead. And, and this is our relationship because 20, 26 years ago. Are you serious that long? Yeah, 
Yeah, I was I was a senior in high school. Yes, I'm a young kid. I was a senior I remember in high the first school. time I noticed you, but go ahead. Well, yeah, I remember cuz I doing a menial task for this company where, you know, I'm the new guy and nobody's talking to me and I reach for a garbage can under a desk and he said, "Hi." <laughs> it was like I was invisible for like 3 hours. And I get all the way to the back of this building and there's this dude with the spiky hair and some interesting tactical and the sunglasses sunglasses and i'm being i did not have the sunglasses and by the way let me know should i wear the stuff should i wear the sunglasses in podcasts that's the question okay i think you should okay let us know in the comments yes (laughs) the comments okay so i was in sunglasses and i was had spiky hair not much different than now no you're except for gray eyebrows you're yeah like four hairs don't count those come on But then, I mean, from there, we, we worked on projects together, and I remember when you told me you were building a house and all the work you put into your home and all these cool things. I remember you singing. Remember there was nothing in there? You don't remember that? No, man. You came in the house, and you're like, well, what do you think of this? Because I'm a builder. and I'm- I was singing? You don't remember that? Oh, my gosh. That was one of the most cool things in my life was you brought in a stool. I don't remember nothing. what I had for lunch yesterday, dude. I mind like a steel trap. But then again, I, I come in. There was you and my wife. Yeah. And and you're like, I'm going to sing. And you started singing praise songs and stuff. You were so happy that you were finally going to have your, your dream come true. And I remember that I'm a mason, so there's a lot of exposed concrete. And the acoustics were really cool. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit here. And you were doing your thing. And you're, you know, and yeah, I remember that. Okay. And now look at this place. I mean, huh. you've built this. It was 20, that was like 24 years ago. Oh, that was epic. Nice. Oh, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> like, it sounds like I was like pretty okay but, human being. But at the same time. <laughs> the same time this is the guy will wake me up at 4 30 in the morning with an idea and say hey doofus check this <laughs> i don't think i've ever called you doofus no but jerk that was the other that was <laughs> but that was you that's, probably deserved it that's friendship <laughs> that's what guys are pals is when you bust chops and then other people are like do you like each other yes <laughs> yeah it goes back a long way man and you've done amazing stuff and i've learned a lot from you and you know even if i'm not in the same, you know, path per se. Dude, I've stacked rocks for you. I've remember when you you were like, uh, dude, I need help palletizing rocks, and we went, oh. out, went out to these like snake infested outer boundaries of dude. our county to yeah. stack rocks. Yeah, yes, and I, the I love stacking rocks. Actually, you do. If anybody wants to buy this business, I would go and I would come work for you, <laughs> at least like once a month. And some of the places I get to go now, you would find quite fascinating. <laughs> okay, this is your time. This is your story. Time. This is your story. Well, I mean, like, you know, good grief. I've gotten to travel all over the country for the last 25, 26 years. I was 19 when I started this business, and now my vocation is traveling and wandering. I'm a journeyman stonecutter. I haven't achieved master. You are a wanderer. I Yes, and I've tried to get out of it, and there's some energy that wants me to stay in it. But, you know, like. I get to work for some amazing clients. I get to do some amazing things and, and learn from where I go. I don't just go. It's not my practice to just go and put rocks up. When I come to a new place, and I was in 10 states in 2022, uh, it's, you know, what is there to learn? It, all these different kinds of people and, and different habits, and some are good, some are bad, and you just observe, and you, you're a sponge. I'm a vessel, not a pitcher. You know, I'm a traveler, not a tourist, an open road, an open mind, and a journeyman's life for me. So you're just going out through your trade. You're going out in the world, but you're also soaking in. You're trying to learn how to make, you know, your own self better. So you're stacking, like we were saying, you're stacking talents. You're not one-dimensional. Stacking talents, stacking experiences. Yes. Stacking friendships. Stacking friendships. Also, you know, I, so what do you mean by stacking? Just explain that. Maybe. Okay, so for example, I, I'm a stonemason, but I also have a... <laughs> it actually goes with stacking stones. It does. Yeah. Is that intentional? Yes. Okay. Well, there's, a, right. there's a lot of metaphors in our thing. But yes, I mean, I cover my joints pretty well. But in that, like, for example, I've always got a plan B. Like the housing crisis, you mentioned I started a newspaper. So, you know, the, the housing crisis happened in... Not just any newspaper. It was a newspaper on what? Oil and gas. I mean, you were ahead of the curve, really. It's like, so you, you go someplace, you observe things, you learn how to to observe what's going on. And making friends is good, but also learning, you know, who you don't want to be around. Sure. How, how sure. to avoid. How to not run your business, how to I, not treat people. I did, I did a job last October. One of the lessons I came away from that with was I should have realized that this Hollywood type individual who was nowhere near here, I, I should have smelled a rat. And I mean, that job experience, the way that I was treated once I got my job, my tools on site, I should have walked. And now I know, 
somebody talks to me a certain way, sounded all sugary, and you know, you'll ha- and then I get there, and it's like, so yeah, you get a little bit of street smarts in this thing, but then to go back to stacking talents, you know, I've got I've got a background in heavy construction equipment operation and a background in small business management. Crash of 2008 happens. I've got a plan, you know, to compare it to your bug out bag. I had a professional plan because in 2006, I was working in Virginia and people are talking about flipping houses. This doesn't sound sustainable. And I'm talking Mm. to customers in State College uh, way back in 2006. And they're, oh, yeah, we're spending all of our savings. Our kids aren't going to inherit anything. We bought a second house. We bought a boat. You know, the heck with it. Ooh, I think I need a second plan here. So, in, right. you know, as a tradesperson, I've got a professional bug out bag to try to use your well, thing. That's nice, nice. Yeah. You know, that works. Sure. And there's, you're always stacking talents. Like, for example, if I broke my leg, what would I do? <laughs> you know? Right. Get crutches and a leg splint. Right. And then, <laughs> right. and then, you know, network. leg crutch, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or lots of help. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting to see you hobbling around here like a pirate. Yeah, yeah. Except, you know, you got both eyes covered instead of one. <laughs> so let me, let me just pause right there. Yeah. So we talk about pace plan a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Primary, alternative, contingency, and emergency. So like kind of like a five-tier plan. And if you get to two, three, and four tiers, like even with your income, your job, your family, you know, what happens if we had Tyler, Tyler White on who very, very expertly recently just talked about like, when you're prepared, you can kind of set it and forget it, knowing that you have a plan in place and everybody that's important to you knows what that plan is. And now you can just go live your life, right? Right. Well, I mean, sort you of. Still, you got to maintain it. But yeah. Anyway, so just pace yeah. plan. I wanted to kind of yeah. integrate that back into here because you're right. talking about stacking. Like, what do I do if? Yes. But back yes. to your story. Like, hey, you know, this fell through or the the oil and gas industry changed and then right and then equipment selling and buying changed and like right. so what are you going to do right exactly your heart's always been in stacking stones so. oh i love it just love it for what i get to build or or the awesome customers that i have it's this traveling roving wandering cuz this before world war 2 this was the way you had an apprenticeship you worked under someone's tutelage focusing on your job that's the foundation of your life this is how I support myself. This is how it's done. That's the only thing you think about. Then there's the journeyman phase. Well, my grandfather, mm-hmm. he spent, you know, when he started having kids, he spent several years traveling all over Pennsylvania doing doing various different jobs until right. he landed a very stable job for the rest of his life at a steel mill. At the steel mill. Yeah. Right. And that was just part of, you know, potentially that was a plan. If you right. lost your job at the store, then you would travel to do work right. and hopefully be able to visit your family every weekend and then and but then on with our philosophy with our thing the way that it works is you're not just traveling see many people misunderstand and this is what i talk about in uh, in my blog on substack is i'm not just going out there to to travel i'm going out there to learn and then bring home so the apprentice isn't allowed to leave focus on your lessons kid okay this is how we lay a stone or this is how we make candles or brooms or whatever your apprenticeship is in but when you go away you're not allowed to come home it's two years away and you you can't come within 60 kilometers of home you cannot contact anybody if you're if your mother's okay. sick so it's more it's more immersive is what you're talking yes about. and you yeah. are you are to leave and this is this was one of the best things I ever got out of my career because my first waltz was New York City. Everybody in my world was, why do you want to go there? You know, you, you live on a farm. Like, why, why do you want? I don't know if I've never been for myself. I don't want somebody else to tell me. And I love it. I don't want to live there. But I loved my New York City experience. I got to share things with other people. Open. It's a, it's a two-way cultural experience. In yes. A sense, if you let it be that. Yes. So you're not just going somewhere to make more money, and you're not just going somewhere to find yourself. Here's an example. Matthew Stillman is my client in New York City, and he's a dear, 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 dear friend. I love, just love the guy. He's very important to me. One of the first nights, he said, where do you want to go to dinner? We go to, you know, Russian Tea Room. We go here. That's not where guys like me go to dinner every night. I know you want to, you know, show me some interesting stuff, but where does a guy in Dusty Carhartts go to dinner when he lives in New York City? We went to the coolest little restaurant that was, like, no wider than your deck, built between two buildings. They just put some beams up. And this is the immersion experience of this is where a guy like me goes to eat every day. And now I know. I didn't search for it online. Somebody didn't tell I was right, right. there. You know? right, right. And you were I, almost like mentored into like, hey, I know a great place to go in yes. New York City now, right? Yes. So then you can pass that on like here, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So it's a, 
And you go and you pick stuff up and some you keep and some you toss aside, but then hopefully you bring that back home. And this goes all the way back to just after the plague, after the Black Plague. This was when this practice started. James is a historian, too. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you're a hopeless, hopelessly uh, immersed <laughs> historian. If, if I jump back to like 1620 and throw, don't be surprised, you were warned. Yeah, he's he's also a Civil War enactor. Well, uh, yeah, I haven't picked up a musket in a few years, but I'm literally on a T-shirt they sell in Gettysburg now. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> that concept, you know, in New York City was my first real waltz away. And then I've lived with Carmelite nuns. I've lived with people that politically and theologically completely disagreed with me, but I don't. You've judge. lived at a Carmelite nun I did two monastery. In Fairfield, you didn't live with them. You lived at well, them. <laughs> I lived. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah, li yeah. I lived on the property, just to clarify. But I, yes, to clarify. But then I was really close to them. Like I would go and ring the bell, and sure. you know, what do you need? And you know, and get get a. But then I was surrounded by people that I mean, it was a historic site, and whoever was donating the money, what you did there was astounding. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, let me just let me just I'm just gonna pop in here. The reason, the reason from my perspective, the reason that. I have friends, not that I have friends like James, but the reason that uh, James is able to meet very interesting people is because he doesn't take, he just, he gives back. And what he puts his hand at, from my perspective, he's done with excellence. So like, yeah, he's a stonemason, he stacks stones, but he has he has a certification, he's, he has the qualifications, he's done the time stacking rocks at Gettysburg and everything else right. to be known in that industry. And when people who have money and property and, and things like that require qualified people that they know they can trust to do kind of like a certified job on their property, whatever, they can call people like James. Yeah, I mean, I, I started with the Drystone Wong Association of Great there you Britain. Go. And got See, we don't always fight. We never fight. We just bust each other's chops. <laughs> just what, just what guys do. You know, and then, like, again, going back to stacking talents and what you just said, it's also getting your name out there. You know, it's not enough to just do a good job. Right. You know, what we're doing right now, if you had gone back 26 years to younger versions of us and me and holding a garbage can and, and you're doing what you were doing at your desk to now talking to you around the world. Right. You know, and so many people think, oh, well, I'm good at my trade. I'll always have work. Mm, is that your plan? Maybe call. That's, that's kind of like a one tier plan. Is it? Right, right, yeah. You know, and well, get your name out there. That's your primary, right? Yeah. You know, Diversify. Diversify, yes. Learn how different things work so you can hop in and do a podcast in a beautiful, sunny backyard in Pennsylvania. And Yeah, just yeah. just a little little tip there. Find, if you can, something that you enjoy, something that people say you're good at, right. and something that brings value to other people. If Absolutely. you can combine those and you do it with excellence, right. you've got somewhere to go, right? And I mean, like what you do, I remember your first day when you started this and how far you've come with what you're doing and you're telling me this stuff. I didn't necessarily have the vision for it, but I remember thinking, okay, try and follow along. And then here we are, you know, providing all this great information. You're annoying when you talk about knives. I mean, you talk about knives like I talk about rocks. We're always talking about knives. You're always talking knives. about your next idea. Knives. Knives. Thank you for letting me borrow that knife, by the way. You were not supposed to use it. So, okay. So, here's, so, so I'm going to jump in. It's over there because I couldn't even show. So, our most popular kind of like custom knife is the MSK1 Warrior, triple edged. We've got the primary, we've got the, the sharpened edge on the top and the serrated. Really popular and we sell out. Anyway, here's the thing I keep back a couple, right? So, I literally had one brand spanking new one, and James wanted to take it to show some of his clients that he's working on now. And trust me, it was worth me giving it to him, but he wasn't supposed to use it. So he used it brought it back this morning and it's all marked up and everything. And so I, I anyway, Gabe went, carpenters pencils. Gabe went and found one in my secret stash and brought this one here. Anyway, go ahead. I love you, man. What did you do? What? Is you weren't supposed lead? to use this. <laughs> I think I chopped a rock with it or something. Okay. Story number two. So we've got the new pack one knife, right? That is nice. That is nice. So he was like, hey, can I borrow that for like a week or two? And I said, sure, just remember, that's my knife. So what did he say this morning? Oh, you want that back? Isn't that mine? <laughs> nice. You, you said nice. you could have that. I have witnesses for okay. breakfast. So we already have on record from your 
earliest memory stories of me that I don't remember, but thank you. Thank you for picking the good ones out of the whole pile of the other ones. And so who's got the better memory? So we're going to side on yours. I probably did say, yes, you can keep it. Yes, you keep it. I tell everybody, you know, and when you have friends that have If you like it, you can have it. Like it. I love it. Okay. If you want to be on this podcast, let me know. I will give you a pack one knife if we get you here and you, anybody, okay? If you're as interesting as James, you come on out. I'll send you a secret encrypted coded message on where our bunker and location is, and you'll be sworn to secrecy, and you can sit right there and we'll have a conversation. I'll I'll hand you a pack one, okay? Well, you know, you talk. All right. Okay. Back to you. This is about you. This is your story. Where are we anyway? (laughs) What are we talking about today? (laughs) Well, I was just going to observate. We're talking about, yeah, yeah, stacking and observational awareness and being a better person. Right. Being a better better human being. That's that's my philosophy on it. James, you're a way better human being now than you were 10 years ago. Well, and hopefully, hopefully I am. Hopefully, we all are. <laughs> you know, because I mean, you, you think about a stone. Yeah. yeah. You think about a stone, and it's. You're writing chapters of your book right now. I can I can see this. You're nice. going to play back this podcast and have it transcribed. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, and and then spell check. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to step back. AI, take, AI uh, grammar check. Absolutely. Right. Tools, learning how to use tools. But you take a chunk of a rock, Rocks. which is useless. And you cleft off and you cleave off and you look at it. Well, if I do this and I do that. And you're looking at all the angles of it. And then you finally put your tools on and you make it a useful stone. Because that's the difference. A rock is what you pick out of a cornfield to ruin a kid's summer day. It's like the difference between dirt and soil, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, we can all look back. And if we're mature, we can look back on things about ourselves that, you know, wish we did do, didn't do, should have said. But that's the that's the waltz. That's the process. That's why journeyman stone cutters. I take a stone from the last job to the next job. How many really? Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. So, is it like pocket size, or is it like a legit stone I that you a, put in the back of your truck? There's one job where I had a meaningful back job and a meaningful job I was going to. So I brought home a bowling ball. Okay. But right now, a I, bowling ball of a stone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it so was, like a more more of a round stone. Yeah, and granite. Round it. Okay. Big, heavy, dense. Okay, nice. But where it was going was meaningful. Now, right now in my kit, I've got a stone from a decorated Vietnam veteran, and I've got a stone from one of the residents of Robert E. Lee, which also happens to be where most of our past presidents have stayed. Okay, nice. The place where this is going is a dedicated, is a decorated veteran with some amazing accomplishments who has treated me exceptionally well. So suits, I don't know how the stars lined up this way, but those were my last two projects, the Lee home and the Vietnam veterans resting place where I did restorations. And those two rocks were in my kit. And now they're going in the architecture that I'm doing for this. And they truly appreciate it. We're actually having a ceremony because another tradition is woman of the house always lays a stone. So like if I do work Hmm. for you, you know, she's going to come over, your wife will come over, your daughter will come over, whatever, and actually put a stone in there. It's a good luck thing. But one stone goes from the past job to the next job, and then a stone goes to the next job, and it's an evolution of your career. How many walls have I built? One. Okay, in a minute, I'm going to ask you just kind of like how this whole connectiveness to your stones, like what that means and how we can apply it to your life. But before we do that, I just want to encourage you guys to go over to ultimatesurvivaltips.com. Just check it out, all right? Just go over there. Sign up for my free EMAG newsletter. I'm not going to pester you once or twice a week. You're going to get some helpful tips, some sweet deals on the gear, knives, kits, guides that we that we have. You can pick up the notes for these podcasts and a whole lot more. But just pay it forward also. Just Subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. Do that, pay it forward, and share this podcast with one person. That would really help us out a lot. That's awesome. You guys are awesome. Thank you. And also in the comments, just suggest guests you would like me to have. Suggest how we can do this better, whether you like my sunglasses or not. And if we should have James back or if you- like he's just a bore. <laughs> Okay, back to you, James. Don't don't take a glass. That's like weird. That's you know. So that that's at ultimatesurvivaltips.com. Yeah. Thank you, thank you guys for your encouragement over all these years. Thank you for our longtime followers. I get notes all the time from guys who are like, 
dude, I re- I've been with you since the beginning. I remember those Bear Girls videos you did way back. So anyway, thank you guys. You are awesome. I do this for you guys. Hopefully, you find this content helpful. If you I do, actually, those. actually, that. this podcast, dude. Like, if you search survival, mm-hmm. survival and podcast, or survival podcast, we've come up like one, two, or three in all the major mm-hmm. podcast platforms. So that's really kind of sweet, and it's because of you guys leaving reviews and and uh, all that sort of kind of stuff. So anyway, back to you. And I remember doing that. Like, you know, it, you know, here's another thing about like our like my vocation. So, you know, you, you stand on a two-inch thick plank, two stories up in the air, working with another guy. There's with no, one leg. With one leg. <laughs> You've got a safety. <laughs> there's no safety rig in what I do. Like, there's no harness. There's no tie-off. I mean, when you can connect and share, you know, successes and positivity shoulder to shoulder, and that's how I felt when I actually did what you said to search. Like, no kidding. He made it. This is awesome. Praise God. Thank you guys for... But it's yeah. all it's in its passion and it's doing what you do, doing what you do well. You know, you've got that. I've got that. You should get that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I think it was. I mean, we're in a culture right now that is like meritocracy is like a bad word. And I honestly. It's a big word. It was like three months ago. I was like, what does this actually mean? <laughs> I'm like not big on new terms that people just make up to make up something. But like, what are they saying? I mean, I grew up playing basketball and baseball and every sport and it was about like you won or you lost and if you won you were a good sport if you lost you were disappointed but you were a good sport and you went on and you tried to make yourself better yeah why are we telling people you're just okay i mean yeah you're okay but why are we telling people like if you achieve something great that 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 is a lesser thing okay we play basketball i whoop your butt right right it's not like we shake hands and we're like, bro, that was a good game. Like, that's what it's about. I make you better. You make right. me better. You challenge me. We, right. you know, it's yes. not all about me, but, but be the best you can be, man. Like, right. So like professional group. I kind of lost the whole stone connection, but we'll come oh, back no, to that. No. My stone is my life and, and stone is an analogy. And stone my- is my life. There's your t-shirt. Stone is my passion. I got I've <laughs> I have three loves in this planet and stone is one a of stoned them. life. No, don't do that. No. And I. Yeah, keep the stone jokes and all. Rock now, yeah, just it's, rocked. Everybody must get. No, that's not. That's <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but those jokes don't get annoying <laughs> or anything, which is funny because I'm a ninety percent a clean living dude. You know, I use tobacco anymore, thank God, and I hardly ever consume alcohol. It's like, but you know, when you go back to a stone crew, when you're on a stone gang, when you're in a professional order like I am, and you have these guys and you're living with them, okay, and it's not a flop house; it's a family. You share in each other's successes, and we're a little bit strange. Probably liking it to, like, military or special forces guys or camaraderie, right? Yeah, yeah, because, again, you know, you're on a two-inch thick plank, and you're up there, okay? I have literally been in those situations where if this board breaks, all three of us are dead. But Mm -hmm. I've also been staying in the house, and one of my best friends uh, on the job and outside the job, three o'clock in the morning, I happen to be up and I hear this noise in his room and he comes busting out the door and he's like, she's going into labor. She's going into labor. And I'm like, okay. Oh, she's going into, Oh, the baby's on the way. Dude, I gotta go. It's like, I'm here for that. Like it's, it's a tiny little, a big thing, but it was right. a tiny moment, right. you know, or I was on a job and one of my coworker, bigger word for coworker, I brother. But anyway, this colleague of mine, this dear friend of mine, he gets a phone call. Hey, dad died. These are the moments that I, for two, three, four years right. sometimes, I'm, I'm with these guys. And it is very military it's living life. living life authentically for people. Yeah. But you don't have to go on the road to do that. You can do that That's with right. buddies getting together like we do right. on Friday morning. And we encourage each right. other, pray for each other, whatever. Right. Just you're talking about like coming. You're talking about being human. Yes. Yeah. And, and then at the same time. Be like, human. Be human. It, and men bond and suffer. Turn this podcast off and go live your life. <laughs> Wait, we still have a half hour with James. <laughs> but, you know, people bond in suffering. So it's not just like I go to work with these guys and then clock out and right. see you tomorrow and all that. And you can, but, you know, the best analogy I heard from somebody who lived it was when we do what we do, it's like being on a ship because everything else is out there and we're, you know, we're up there doing our task and it's, it's pretty heavy. But then you, even the guys I don't like, and there's a couple guys in trade I don't like, you don't get to pick your siblings 
So mm-hmm. you still have to have a certain loyalty connection because you depend on each other. Right. And there's a they couple- serve a job function. You serve a job function. There's and interdependency in your professional it- life. Right. And it's like that. Yes. Dude, it's totally like that in any job yeah. where we worked together previously. Right. right. Yeah. You yeah. learn the function. And, now- and maybe over time your relationship grows. Sometimes mm-hmm. it does. Sometimes it doesn't. And if, you know, and if so-and-so doesn't do his job and then my project gets behind, if things aren't properly run right, maybe I don't get paid on time or they don't get paid on time or this thing has to be torn out. So everybody's kids, everybody's wives, everybody's mortgage, it all becomes kind of interdependent. Even if you're the carpenter, I'm the stone guy, he's, right. you know, we need to look at our life that way because it's, it's like tribes and in what you're passionate about, you care about your neighbor over there and you care about if their barn catches fire or we see smoke coming up right. over there, we run to help them and they run to help us because we're all... We're, communi- we're a community. Yeah. Okay, so you're talking about... Okay, this is maybe a good point. Then I got to ask you about the stone transfer from one job to the next. Got to get back to that. Remind me. Guys, remind me. Okay, so, <laughs> so you're really talking about this whole concept of community. Right. We're going to have to come back and talk about observational awareness. But I, this whole idea of community, like the smallest microcosm of community, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I believe in Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in God. So there's a community there. There's a community of believers right. around that. I have community in my family, first with my right. wife, then my children, then my grandchildren, then it spawns off from there. We've got we've got community with our neighbors and community with our with the people in our in our town, right. in our city, in our region, and in our in our workplace. So we have all these like right. communities within community, right? Right. Or opportunities for it. And if you don't have those, you need to find those because you yes. will not you will not thrive otherwise. And, and you know, I think one of the best moments in my life was Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. Totally. Was, authentic community. I love the word authentic, authentic community. Legit. Sustainable. Yeah. One of the best moments I think in my life was where there's a there's a guy in the trade that we've we've shared not so positive words with one another. We almost went over the hill. I can imagine that. Yeah, we almost went over the hill. A couple I've heard of some times. stories from you. <laughs> and you know, he and I both agree that we don't like each other. You know, but at the same time, you know, we can't work unsafely. We got to right, right. And it's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta put that down. We're going up there. You know, we can't be counterproductive. You stay on your side. I'll stay on mine. And you know, over the years, we've had a couple of beers together and kind of put aside but i'm we mutually agree that we don't care okay fine i'm a jerk you're you know, but, but it's like i'm okay with that i'm not gonna lose any sleep over the we facts. have some irreconcilable differences right now but we can still professionally get our jobs right done right and if if you we can set that aside to get our jobs done right right and that's i think that was one of the best moments and it took that experience to to you know, come out of, and I think like he had some good points, and he admitted I had some. So you actually had a conversation with him about why you hate each other. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, because <laughs> that it, takes some guts. We were, Most people don't do that, honestly. We were, we were going to go over that. If you hell. know somebody hates you, just say. Dude, have I offended you in any way? I mean, that could be the most helpful thing you could say. We were we were going to go over the Don't hill. say, hey, why are you such a jerk? Say, hey, I apologize if I offended you. Is there something that I, I've done? You uh, did that. Of course you went, you approached him like that, right? Oh, we were going to go over the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the expression is... I'll bet you have a pretty good right hook. You're pretty lanky and tall. Well, you know, stonemasons are dangerous people to get in fights with because we swing hammers all day. <laughs> good point <laughs> right. and it's and it's sharp and it's on the end of a handle about that long yeah but at, the, right. but at the same time you know you get along better when you've got that connection to okay uh you have a common bond in the stone common no? bond in the stone and then a common bond and you know i spent two weeks on one job and i was close enough to my coworker and colleague that i could touch his bed we all we were all sleeping in the same room i mean it i i hesitate to use the military analogy because i don't want to sound like you know that guy that, that's okay go ahead you know what i mean as a former marine i'll give you permission but communal living and communal suffering and communal eating which would be the, the boot camp experience from a 4f guy uh you know there's an obvious similarity there without trying to sound tactical you know or whatever no it would have been the same as like the ccc camps back in good right? one Right. Good one. Yes, there you go. See that that's a good neutral. Go ahead. Histor- historically, because like people don't, some people don't under, know what that means. Basically, the Civilian Conservation Corps was yeah. that President was, Roosevelt during yeah. the Depression and yep. going out and you know doing parks and different things like that and and building and so guys came from all walks of life for these government jobs to do construction and then 
most of the time they lived on site. So when they went to Yellowstone, they lived in these military camps. And they, they literally they literally built every existing camp and probably trail in Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah. Right. Or restored it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have people coming from all over the country, from different walks of life. Some had money, just wanted the experience. Others didn't have anything, you know. But like you said, that whole communal living. So it's it's not just, oh, the job gets buggered up. It's, I know his wife's maiden name. I know how, you know, how far along she is. I've seen the pictures, you know, that that sort of a thing. It becomes so much more important. And we don't do lick and sticky jobs. You know, it's then our, our standards go up. Our standard of living goes up. Lick and sticky? What's that mean? Oh, gas station work? You ever look at fake stone on a gas station? I, sorry, I just had to stop you. I've never heard that before. Lick and sticky. Okay, yeah, go, yeah. you go with it. Okay. Yeah. And it's all about the square footage, and it's not about, you know, a job done well. And, you know, that box store slam. That's not what I do, you know. I can do veneer, but if I do veneer, like the most recent job I So you're saying, like, lick and sticky is like a patchwork kind of like. Yeah, not a, covering it. Covering it over, kind of like. Just, you just throw crappy wallpaper over a wall and yeah. say, call it good. Yeah, whatever. and it, you know. If you've worked in the trades and you're going into a store or something, you're always pointing out to your family all the bad work that's on the, oh, right, right. you okay. know? Okay, yeah. Right. So, but, you know, when, when you're in a community like that, then your work also starts to go up. When you have a discipline, you know, trucks get cleaner, books get better. So everybody's standing on each other's shoulders kind of like thing? Sure, like you're, sure you're boying each other up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, and, and you can take. It's like a team. It, it's like a it is a team, but it's, it's a also team. a family because it's like I've got a personal emotional connection to the guys I've worked with that I'm closest to, you know? Right. I know the kids' birthdays. I know, okay, so former Marine, you know, you've been in a foxhole. You've spent 24-7 together. You've vented to somebody. You know, you understand what's going on, pros, cons, all. The other thing about us is we don't judge. So, like, for example, one of my communal experiences, everybody in the room had their own theology. And when you go from, some parts of the country where, you know, if you're outside the norm theologically, like if it's mostly this religion or that, and you're different, you're subject to judgment, where our standard answer is, why do you think that? If you can't think of something else, you think, why do you say, why do I think that? Mm -hmm. Learn. So, right, right. you know, it's like, why are you a Methodist? My last name's Asbury. Let's think about this. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, then have different people around the room, Seventh-day Adventists, two Catholics, there was an Anglican, you know, it's like, we're all sitting around, we've all eaten, we've all worked hard together, and we just get on this topic of, so why do you think that? Okay, huh, maybe I don't agree with you, or maybe I have another question, but it's, and, you know, it's it's the same as with your thing, like, one guy wants to build a cabin in a bunker out in the middle of nowhere, and somebody else is doing urban survival. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, something like that, right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, so you get that family bond, that family connection that carries people want to be known. Right. So when you engage in those conversations and you and you actually stop and listen. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much to glean from others, especially when you've got a trade in common. But it's I got to emphasize, it's not just travel to for travel's sake and it's not just the work for the work's sake. You know, it's a it's a life. It's a philosophy. It's, you know, I'm in a new town. What have they done differently here to make their town better? Like, what principles can I take back to my own town? You know? Oh, this, this right, community. Right, right. Okay. This community started a fake holiday that was easy. Chocolate day. Town I was in, they had chocolate day, and every business in town did something with chocolate. Chocolate's easy. Doesn't, it doesn't your hometown up the road have some sort of weird, don't they have like a cherry festival or something? Up there. Don't you guys have like something? Isn't there like a yearly summer? Oh, you mean the little community where I live where the bandstand is? Yeah, that one. <laughs> the, un the unnamed the, community. Oh, yeah. The strawberry festival and the ice cream social. Okay, okay. <laughs> no joke. There's towns in Pennsylvania that still do that stuff. And like, what what is there? The population is like, I don't know, like 400 or something. Yeah. Like 300, I think there's five cows to every one person. Or <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like those little things and then you take that idea back home but if you didn't mix that up right you know this is really interesting too because james is an advocate for this rural community that we live in in this this county like he he, right. lo he loves it here but he goes out and so like literally we have breakfast on friday morning he just he like pops into the same restaurant and he's been sitting down with us right he's gone all week he comes home i guess thursday night probably right 
And then and then yeah. he sits down. So anyway, we've recently started this whole conversation on like we're losing people and we're losing jobs. How do right. we how do we bring what I've seen in other places here? Right. So now I'm this is a continuing conversation we've had over the last couple of months. Now I see where you're coming from. Like you're seeing you're seeing growth and progress in other places, but how do we do th- that here with the people we have here, with the right. with the infrastructure we have here? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's actually like back to our original topic, which we may or may not have talked about, observational awareness. Like you're observing right. things and relationships and people and infrastructure, and you're coming back right. to where you call home and saying, you know, how do I utilize this for the betterment of my life and the lives of the people in my community? Right. Is and that kind of where you're coming exactly from? Exactly where I'm coming from. Okay. And then it's, oh, that's cool. And then it's also... And it had took a podcast for me to really understand you. <laughs> well, you know, and this is the thing about the intimate conversation on your porch versus, you know, say being, uh, you know, at the diner table where we've got, you know... A bunch of other guys. That... For coffee and... All right, right, right. Dude, maybe... we had like, we had nine or nine guys last week. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's hard to... It's hard to gel the whole thing together with that many guys but anyway yeah okay yep it's Um, different because this is nobody else is watching or listening to this so this is a more intimate conversation this is this is going to be bigger than that boiling water in a bottle bottle (laughs) and that's there's another thing like you know okay so i grew up in the boonies and when i'm not literally the boonies yes actually go to the boonies and then take the dirt road to the right but (laughs) I can't tell any hillbilly jokes anymore because I don't think that's appropriate. No, it's not. Okay, good. Well, on. okay, a few. But <laughs> if you tell a hillbilly yeah. joke, it's your time. So, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, but then and then the other the other part of my life is I spend a lot of time in West Virginia. That's why you can't tell hillbilly jokes. Not good. But <laughs> but you know I um, I love hillbillies. We're great people. <laughs> I wore shoes for this. <laughs> <laughs> and your but, feet are bleeding right now. I can see it soaking through your shoes. Okay, go ahead. But, you know, we were first talking about, you know, your vision and, and the knives and the Bear girl stuff and all that. And I'm right. Thinking, yeah. doesn't, ever, doesn't everybody already know this? Like, hasn't everybody, you know, spent a summer trying to make fire with a stick? I took that for granted. It's interesting, right? I took for granted all these things that, you know, my parents had Foxfire books or what's the title? Foxfire, Firefox. I can never remember. But these old books from the 60s, the Back to the Land movement. Searching, searching, searching. <laughs> I thought I heard dial-up somewhere. It's okay when, when I ask my father a question, I, I hear a... Uh, you hear the gears grinding. Yeah. <laughs> I hear... <laughs> yes. Morse code. Dash is like, wait, Dad? Okay. You lost me, son. But, <laughs> but, you know, those books and then playing with that sort of thing, we all did that here growing up but then now i'm aware i'm more i'm more open-minded to you didn't wear shoes till you were what 13 or 14 Uh, yeah something like that (laughs) so this is actually a really interesting point that i've thought about a lot and i've kind of learned in being in business and like even now trying to get better at this we have an intern hi ellie ellie's gonna be getting this video up for you guys we have, we've got a 16-year-old intern, and she embodies, she comes from a really great family, right. friends of ours, they go to church with us, she's right. the eldest daughter. Oh my gosh, yesterday she wrote two two scripts for YouTube yeah. shorts for me. Like, she's she's nailing it, and she's 16, and right. like, sh- I'm not going to say she's the best intern, because some of our other interns might be watching this, but she's an amazing say, young, she's, she's an amazing, intern. Ellie, you're amazing. But here's here's the thing, like... Our experiences, and I think it's really important to realize this, whether you're dealing with your wife or your husband and, you know, you assume that they should know what you know or be looking at things from that observational perspective that you look at things, I would say just assume that they don't because I've come into this problem before. Like when I used to train and mentor Mm -hmm. people back in the day, I would be skipping and saying like, I know this, probably everybody knows this. And so I, I'm at stage two in their development or training, but then I realized that they don't they don't have the basics of like, this is marketing right. and this is what we do. This is design and here's the beginning point. Right. So now I'm with my grandkids and I'm like, okay, like my grandson wants to build everything and design all this stuff and everything. And I'm like, okay, this is a piece of paper and this is a pencil. This is a ruler this is a protractor. This is what it does. This is why we use graph paper to start you and draw lines. 
and this is a circle template, and this is a compass. Now, we're going to put these two lines together, this circle, this curve, and another straight line. And what is this? That's a knife, right? So we take people, exactly. we need to, maybe the observational thing in like a relational mm -hmm. sense is like asking exploratory questions before you assume that somebody knows the topic or the starting point that you're coming right. about. Even like terms, like what does meritocracy mean to you? <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know what that means to a, you. That's a huge one because when I travel, people use different terms for... I'm not sure what that means. Can you explain that to me? Or what does that mean to you? Right. Well, and... Because when I say liberal or conservative, or I say, I say, I don't know, something else, it may mean something completely different. I may see freedom. Like, well, what does freedom mean to you? Well, there's, there's yeah, there's that. And then, That's well, just the simplest example, or, like, what, in a relational sense with people. Um, go ahead. Uh, you go. You go. Like, oh, my goodness. Don't you hate it when you're trying to think of an example, and I'll think of it after the camera goes softball. off? Softball. Just, just right. throw you a softball. But Home you, run. You know, you know, what is this object called? Right. You know, and when I go to a completely different state or on a completely different crew, they might use a terminology or say get the thing just even regional things just yeah. a different word uh you know i've heard uh okay so a drop deck trailer like if i've got a piece of machinery coming for a job yeah the low boy the drop deck the step deck it's all different words i've heard for the same kind of detached trailer that is right my machine like drop sending that on a drop deck drop deck is you know is that rigid trailer that Depends on where you are. Right. Possum bottom. I heard when I was in Georgia. Like, who's, huh? <laughs> you know, but leak, ramp, all these, woodchuck, groundhog. I mean. Oh, right, right. Yeah. You know. To make That's it why we have Latin names for, for plants and animals, right? <laughs> so we all know what we're talking about. I was so the problem is you got to learn Latin, you know, all the Latin names, which are complicated, then, but very specific. And then when you, when you. So what you're t talking about is you're talking about kind of like first stage communication and and establishing a common ground somewhere mm -hmm. with this new person or this person right. that you're developing a relationship and community with right right yeah don't a, be afraid to ask questions do not be afraid to ask questions right at baseline of you know first encounter understanding to you know truly explore well, maybe they do know exactly they're using different terms you know they just called it a whistle pig not a groundhog right you know sure yeah yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah but yep I understand what you're saying, yeah. Makes things go that much quicker down the road when you're establishing rapport or when you're connecting. Okay, now we're gonna connect some stones. So each job you, you take a stone away oh, yeah, to the next job, like explain that. Like do you actually utilize it in the next job yeah. or is there some like oh, yeah. symbolic significance to well, this? Both, both. So yes, yeah, so all if you don't know what we're talking about, rewind to twenty four minutes. So, <laughs> so terms. Terms and terms of whatever. So when you build a stone wall, especially a dry one, there's a lot of smaller material inside the Good. wall. Good. You're taking us back to the beginning. Yeah. Stacking your talents. <laughs> but packing, harding, filling, these are all terms for those small stones, but it depends on where, oh, yeah. you, where you're working. So get the harding. You know, you're establishing what you mean. But usually the stones I take on is generally a piece of harding or packing, which is only about so big. Okay. And then, you know, that goes in my sea bag which I've learned to live out of a sea bag, which is 10 times better than a suitcase. And, you know, then a piece of packing harding from this job goes on to the next one. And it, like I said, that, that symbolizes to several of us this one walk. We call it a waltz, but this one waltz through and look at me where I started and look at me where I'm going to end. Okay. Then when I get to the end of it, then if my kids don't take my tools, they bury them. But that's another topic. And that's a little more. Do they put them in a wall? No, you bury it in the you ground. You just bury it in the ground. You bury it in the ground. Oh, really? So it's kind of like, is it like a creed or something? Or is it just like the unwritten, like, this when is I'm what. done, my gear, when I'm done. Is it's in your will? Yeah. Really? Take my my tools and Yeah, if my boys ain't, if my boys or my friends aren't going to use my kit, my hammers, my chisels, my wedges, my traveling kit, it gets buried. Dude, that's, that's, that's this actually, I think that's really cool. This is done. And I have, like an emotional talking about this, I've got some mentors and colleagues that can no longer work, but rather than burying it, they gave me their kit. So a guy- Oh, wow. So it carries on, right? So, yeah. So I have a- <clears throat> Go with this. I like this. I like this whole, like, kind of 
paying it forward tradition thing. So one of my go with this. I like. Yeah. It. Well, one of my mentors. We'll talk about observational awareness next time. <laughs> but, this, but this is observational okay. awareness because right. it's the passing on of tools. It's right. the passing on of bring it, man. Info. Bring it. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I'm getting all tied up here. You're getting teary eyed on me too. So that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. This I is a break there. But this, this is the manly podcast. You can get teary eyed. This is heavy, and if it doesn't carry weight with a guy over his trade, then maybe you aren't as passionate as you thought. But one of my mentors called me up and I was headed out on a huge federal job. And he said, come over to my house. Okay. So I showed up and he said, come in the garage. Okay. So I go in the garage and he closes, closes the garage door. He turns around and he is tearing up. He had been injured to the point where he could no longer work. So he couldn't go out. And when I say he did big jobs, I mean, his jobs were famous, ridiculously famous. Hmm. But I knew him from my first years. So he was always giving me passing on information. Oh, wow. Observed, okay. okay? Yeah. We had a lot of coffees, straightened me out more than once. You know, he was always honest with me, respectful. It was that whole apprenticeship thing. Oh, man. He's like, here. Yeah. So he had his dad's tools. His son is not going to do this. He's not letting his son live this life. So he had his father's kit. He's like, take this. Um, so you're like third gen then yeah, on it, yeah. at least. Yeah. And I mean... Some of them are stubby and I can't sharpen them anymore. Like they're like a pencil, you know, the handmade chisels that got down to it. So I can't. Dude, that's really sweet. They're under yeah. the seat of my truck. Okay. But it's, it is heavy because it's like, I don't want to bury this. So here, mm -hmm. go take the life out of this thing. Okay. And I throw that in my, in my sea bag and people are like, what do you got like 90 chisels for? That was his. Dude, that was dude, his. I have an idea. So if you have enough metal left. So guys subscribe to the channel because. Joe, Joe's been on the channel, my buddy Joe. We got into knife making, like actual us making knives a couple years ago, and he's gotten really good. We're going to do a series on knife making, but our first video where we're going to take you like through, I don't know, eight or nine videos and show you how to make a, a cool knife out of a file, why don't we reforge them into something you can use? We can anneal them, we can clean them up, and we could reforge them. That's heavy. Wouldn't that be cool? That's heavy. We should do that. It's heavy. Dude, I'd really appreciate that. That'd be really sweet. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys want to see us do do something like that, just let us know in but, the comments. Yeah, that's that's that'd be really cool. Well, I'd, I'd love to. Just remind me of it. I won't you, let you forget. I'll be texting you. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> but then you, you go back to observance. I mean, this is the observant mentality. This this is also passed down. It's like, you know, the first couple of years you're learning to use your tools, but then when you get in with the right people and you're living the journeyman life. That's also passed down. Okay. It's like, okay, you're mature enough now. I want you to go out and see, like, one of the things that I do is I stay with people who are not stone workers a lot. My, my, my typical way to live is, so for example, I was in New York City. I'm staying with Matthew Stillman. He's the brains behind uh, the Iron Chef. Okay. You know. Uh, kind of like JBS too, right? Code name. Uh, yes. JBS. <laughs> <sighs> it's for you to figure out. Yeah. This is top secret stuff. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Those people are interesting. But like, you know, you know, staying with Matthew and in New York City and being immersed in what it's like to create a television show. Okay. Yeah. You know, the point is he's not in my trade, you know, and that's, that's the awakening or you're staying with a theologian, a politician, an astrologer, oh, a music teacher. Interesting. Um, you know, but you're, you're not, you're not just there to do a job. You're in their life. You're in their space. This He's, is interesting because what you're talking about is something that I think we need more of. Oh, yeah. You're, this is like anti-tribalism. Like we're so tribal in our society or at least the media or like the powers that be want us to be isolated and tribal. And what you're saying is you're kind of crossing over those yes. like intrinsic tribal barriers and you're creating another yeah. whole community. Well, I have. So we have. A Are you? Is that my off on that? Something? Or, no, you're right. It's just, so you have a tribe and you have tribes. Yeah, yeah. So like okay. you were saying about, you, know, you go over here and appreciate what they do and, you know, you interconnect and whatever. So it's like, yeah, I go to the city and then, you know, um, there's a documentarian coming out this fall to follow me around, actually. Okay. How, how did I learn about that? By having friends that work in that world. So I'm not, uh, I'm not limited to the the function of my vocation. I have, you know kind of mixed it up it's like hey i want to promote where i live somebody calls me about doing a documentary and it's like okay well i want to show where i live and the stuff i've built here before we go out right there i'm going to show you my base and so 
go back, you might have an area like where we live has a certain way of being and there's a certain set of whatevers and that's our bubble. You might go to another bubble. You will know where we live when you drive by everybody and they do this, whether they know you or not in their vehicle or whether they're walking down the street. Yeah. And if you don't wave at somebody, you could ruin their day. You could ruin their day. And the only other place that that's like is, you know, like out in Montana, Wyoming, because, you know, they don't see anybody all day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so you have your tribes and you have your cultures and you have your cliques, but then, you know, you shouldn't be like the village. Remember the village? Go ahead. Go with it. The the movie, The Village. Don't don't leave the village. The things of which we do not speak will get you. The monsters will get you. Okay. And it's. I don't know if I've seen that. Sounds kind of scary. I don't watch scary movies. M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. I don't like... it's, a, it's a cheesy movie, but the whole concept <laughs> of don't leave the village. Okay. Like a cult, almost. Almost like a cult. Okay. But, you know, it's like going to, going to New York City. Why would you go there? Or, well, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just go get a factory job? See myself doing that. Right. You know? Right, right. So, yeah. well, you know, you've got these little pens in the world that... People tend to want you to stay in tribally. You have a very patient wife. Yeah, that's my the other big love of my life. <laughs> I would actually give this up for her. I tried. Unfortunately, people will not let me out of this career. <laughs> my wife is. A, Does she have gloves? A, will she travel? <laughs> yeah, my wife has a black belt and a master's degree in behavioral health. Okay, she could take both of us at the same oh, time. All right. And you know what's interesting? My wife and I don't agree on a, certain things, but I think that that's what it's right. that. Okay. Complimentary. Yes. 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 I don't, but I don't win a lot of arguments at home. Where are we at? Oh. All right. We got to wrap it up. <gasps> we do? Anything else you want to cover before we... Mountaineer.substack.com. Uh... Well, I'm going to ask you that. <laughs> before we get to that. All right. Okay. So before we get to that... Yeah, brother. Let me know if you want to see James again on the podcast as a executive <laughs> co-host. <laughs> to... Uh, why don't you go ahead? Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Up. Favorite favorite book? Oh man, the end of the world is just the beginning. I think I've read that three times. Uh, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. Helmet for my pillow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know <laughs> none of these books. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm... You were in the Marine Corps and you don't know Helmet for my pillow. Oh. Tell him why he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'll check it out. Promise. I've got Audible. I've got lots you. of I've got lots of carryover credits. I just cashed in some books that were bummers that previous guests told me about, but I will get it. Okay. I will send you a link. Okay. Also, what's your favorite survival knife? <laughs> My favorite knife? All the, all the respect. I carry a Leatherman wave all the time, except when I'm injured and have to wear my sweatpants. It's in my truck. My, all right, you can't knife. mention it. Your second favorite knife. No, the, my favorite knife is the one my boy gave me before he left for basic. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so you don't you don't know what the name of the knife was? That's okay. We'll put it in the podcast notes. I think it's a case. Okay. I, I, oh, great. I, case, Bradford. Yeah. They're right down the road. I met with those guys. I'm going to go do a tour there. They are one of the last great yeah. U.S. manufacturers of mm-hmm. pocket knives, and they're stepping it up. Go check out Case. Friends there. Okay. And then that's my number two. Oh, you're the pack one. Very durable, very handy. Okay, if you, you know. want, if you want to be on the show, and we pick you, <laughs> and James picks you to be on the show, I will give you a pack one. I'll pick you like a rock. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, last thing, how about a couple of takeaways for our listeners? Maybe tie it all together. A couple of takeaways. Yeah, takeaway. How can people take what we talked about today and apply it to their life today? Bro. Well, number one, okay. you find what you love to do and you say, I can't believe I get paid to do this. You have said that to me quite a lot. I have said that uh, many, many times. <laughs> but if you can't believe you get paid to do what you love to do, i.e. picking rocks, creating content, hanging out with your buddy. Yeah, let me throw something in there with that, too. Yeah, man. We've got a lot of problems in our world, our country, whatever country mm-hmm. you're in. We have an international audience. But... We live in a time where there's so much opportunity. Every day there's even technologies that are emerging. Like mm-hmm. start a YouTube channel and do YouTube shorts, man. If they're any good, you could build yourself something there. But some of you are some of you might have heard what James is saying. Here's what I wanted to get to. You may have heard what James is saying and saying, Gosh, I work for you know, I work for this three letter agency or this big corporation. I cannot break there. I cannot lose my job. I can't can't move away from that thing mm-hmm. to do what I would really love to do. Again, 
We talked about plan earlier in this podcast. Come up with a plan. Figure out how you can reduce your expenses if you need to do that. Get your family and your wife on board. Start mm-hmm. maybe a micro enterprise. You know, try to create some margin in your life. Yep. And try something. And if it takes off, you're going to know. Right. I started Mountaineer Stone with a pile of rocks. I mean, I had a pile of rocks, a pile There's of There's a lot of rocks where we live. Yeah. And I just, I'm going to stack these and I'm going to, you know, just continue to do it this way. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I didn't throw, you know, $100,000. in. That wasn't your full-time job back then at all. No, I was working three jobs. Yeah. Because I was selling, was I selling auto parts then? And we worked together and right. something like that. Right. You know, but yeah, I've always maintained multiple jobs I the whole time. I mean, my journey was the same. I mean, I was working oh, yeah. at the uh, never-to-be-mentioned-on-air company, right. past Inc. 100 company that we worked for, right. and started this whole, did a crappy YouTube video, I think it was 2011? Wow. <laughs> wow, that was, was that 12 years ago? Wow. And it kind of took off. And I did another one and it took off. And then I got a call from Gerber saying, hey, we saw these videos you did. You guys yeah. want, you want some knives to review? And like, that was, that was, you will never see those videos. They're not on my YouTube channel, but, but it started from there. It had some traction, right? And it just, right. it had sort of kind of a life on its own. Right. And I continued to work at the company whose name we will never mention on air for the, like- the company an, of which we do not speak. This is really trying to sell like M. Night Shyamalan. I worked there for like another year and a half right. until circumstances aligned and there was kind of like, hey, we could we could do this right. full time and cut back here and there. Right. So anyway, there you go. That's one. That's one. Go ahead and do, you know, take off. Do something you love to do. If, if you want it to be an income producing thing, you know, give it a shot. And maybe you're just passionate. Or maybe there's no money in it, but maybe you're adding value to your community. You know, maybe okay. you love to paint. But profit isn't in, you know, you got your real job. You so keep it. your keep your big-time exec job, make some margin in your life to serve your community and yeah. do what you love to do. And then who knows? Okay, yeah, yeah. I who like knows, that. Man. I like this. What else? Where were we? We were, we're just on, uh, like, you know, one or two or three takeaways from what oh, we it, talked about. Is that? Stack some rocks. Then, it's good for you. Well, and another big thing in our thing is taking care of yourself. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yo, this is huge. This I, is huge. I will never forget the first federal job I was on, and I came around the corner, and there's dudes in Carhartts doing yoga. Which sets, I feel it sets us apart from the other trade life where it's just, okay, drive the nail on the board. Okay, you're spent, you're wore out, okay. you're fired. No, Are you going to cry again? Dude, like, you're getting so emotional here. I had EJ Snyder on here, and he was, like, crying. You got to the end, and he was like, that was the best podcast I ever did. I love your podcast. <laughs> no, but, like, taking care of yourself, you know, and it's. You know, maybe it's not. You go ahead and cry. Whatever. You're a manly Do man. Do I think I'm trying to cry? And real men can cry. Well, yeah, like, you know, if I smash <laughs> I'm my crying. Th- That's why I have this, the sunglasses on, dudes. If I smash my thumb with a rock, yes, I'll cry. Okay, you go with it. I totally interrupted you. But you- <laughs> Getting nasty comments right now. <laughs> this is all over Fred's. David, <laughs> shut up and let James talk. You know, taking care of yourself is just another form of planning. So important. You know, what you eat, what you put in your system, whatever. You know, I mean, you get the idea. It's a discipline. It's it's no different. Discipline. Than- we were going to talk about observational so awareness discipline. and discipline. There you go. Next time, the survival show podcast. See, and this is why I have job security. A couple of takeaways. That was the thing that was missing. We literally have been talking about this. He sent me a text like a week or so ago mm-hmm. with like, these couple ideas like, yes, observational awareness, discipline, and the journeyman's life, and and all this. And then we forgot what it was, and he, he shut off his phone. So we, we just kind of cobbled together some notes, which we didn't even need. That's right. You have notes. Bam. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Thank you so much for being on here. Tell people all the places they can find you. If there's a place they can go look at your work, too. I think people, if it's going to be summer here. Yeah. You want to see some of your work. If you're in the Williamsport area, you can go to the Pennsylvania College of Technology and see my work at the Earth Science Center. Nice. Uh, which uh, that's South Williamsport, just over the hill from the Little League World Series area. Yeah. That's probably my most famous. If you're in. I get gas at sheets there all the time when I come through. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Better than back in the day when we had to eat at five peelings reptiles <laughs> to students. 
If you want to see my work and you're in Fairfield, Pennsylvania, you can go by the Fairfield Carmelites Monastery, uh, just south of Gettysburg Town. Where else? A lot of private property. You're doing a lot down there, kind of like in the Gettysburg, Adams Northern County, Maryland. County. Carroll County, I did the... I didn't, I wasn't the boss on the job. I was one of the Masons on a job. Uh, the Wounded Warrior Park in Carroll County. I'm trying to think what road that was on. But we did a whole bunch of dry stone work. Me and a bunch of my buddies. And I was just a guy on the job. It wasn't my job. Um, good grief. Where else have I been? And if people want to hire you, you're booked for like the next three years, right? Things can change. You got to be flexible. But yeah, <laughs> mountaineerstone.com is my website. And mountaineer.substack dot com is my blog and mess around with the youtube channel but it's a lot of work it's a lot of work dude it's a lot of work i've people, learned a lot people have no idea until they until the they get to the point where they, they email me cameras. i can't tell you how many times people have emailed me and said david can you look at my youtube channel and tell me what i'm doing wrong <laughs> well yeah actually another place uh, you're it's, it's see tough. my work uh the good i was just stalling so you could come up with this one because oh, Smythe Park and the uh, the gatehouse where they're restoring the historic gatehouse affiliated with the very first. And that's in Blossburg, Pennsylvania, right? Mansfield. Mansfield. Okay, where's that? Tioga County. Okay, Tioga County. Cool. I did nice. that job. Nice. And then, where else have I been? I did a ton of restoration last year. I got to work on the retirement home at Al Capone, but that's a that's a gated community thing. <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. So uh, give us your substack one more time. Mountaineer.substack.com. All right. Yeah. Cool. Dude, you want to come back and do this again sometime? Oh, heck yeah. This is great. Sweet. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. It's great. Go ahead and pay it forward. If you got some people that could benefit from this podcast or any of our other podcasts, go ahead and pay it forward. Share it with them. Like, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen, wherever you're seeing this. We would really appreciate it. Go visit Ultimate Survival Tips dot com that's actually like kind of what pays for it i mean you were kind of surprised like we're literally shooting this on iphones and on my porch right on a beautiful beautiful day he's kidding this is a green screen we're in a studio <laughs> in Manhattan. but even even just to do this you were amazed me hobbling around and it took like an hour and a half just to set up this so it takes time well if my, you were dumb enough to break your leg yeah yeah you know talking about taking risks right <laughs> so anyway I really appreciate it if you pay it forward. If you find something on the website you like, just you know, go ahead and email us at the email on the website, and we'll work something out for you so you can get the gear you want. All right. Until next time, uh, be positive, stay sharp, and we'll see you next time on the Survival Show podcast. Thanks for joining us. Stay well.